Hey everybody, welcome to New Dad, Newer Dad. This is episode number 41. I am Eric Smith and I'm here as always with Dustin Lopez. Dustin, how are you? I'm well, Eric. Okay, that's it? Uh, I guess. How are you? I'm good. Oh, good. What's been happening? Um, Nothing. I forgot what we talked about last episode. Well, I can tell you what I'd like to talk about this episode. Well, I mean, how, my, how my kid's sick. <laughs> Your kid's sick. Yeah. So is our guest. Oh. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on real quick. Are you, are you under the weather? I'm not. My oh. baby is. I am. Oh. Um, well, uh, so I guess we'll introduce Dan before I get into what I was going to say. Um, so we have a guest today. Um, Dan Price is a friend and colleague, wedding what would you say, like Cleveland wedding colleague? Yeah, it sounds about right. Industry, fellow industry yeah. person. He's a very talented photographer. You're a drummer. I'm a drummer and a drum teacher and a photographer. Yeah. And Dan is also a dad, but his journey was a little bit different than ours. So we wanted to talk to him about that today. First, I wanted to, to talk something about, I was talking to somebody on Instagram, one of our new followers, and he, he actually messaged us, but I had looked at his his handle before he did message us. And it made me think of something. I was going to bring it up on the last time we recorded, but we didn't actually record that time. So I look at the, his, sorry, I'm going to just pull up his account. So it's Daniel uh, Gaspar Gomez. And I look at his uh, Instagram account and I don't see any signs of him being a dad, right? Yeah. So that made me think like we could really blow some people's spots up. Because I think people are finding us before they're telling, like, family and friends that they're even having a kid. You know, they find out their, their wife or girlfriend oh, or whoever is pregnant. Yeah. And then they, they look up podcasts and start following us. Because this isn't the first time I've noticed this. I thought that was kind of interesting. And then he actually ended up messaging us, and we had a conversation about it. So congratulations to Dan. He's going to be a dad. Yes, and uh, a congratulations as well to in Austin, Texas, um, one of our other followers who just had a baby. Who's that? I'm I'm looking. Are you just casting a wide net and just assuming that one of our followers had a baby recently? No, there's something. You might have to edit this. Oh, I'm definitely going to edit it. Oh, you know what? They it was us? they messaged me personally. I think. Oh, that's weird. Well, not really that weird maybe they didn't message me personally okay well you can just cut that whole thing Sorry. that was great really terrific <laughs> podcasting <laughs> <laughs> sorry man figured so, it out eventually so we have dan here um dan son elliot we just turned one right yeah his birthday is in january so dan and his wife suzanne adopted that's right and so I just wanted to talk a little bit about their journey because it's so much different than than our journey. And there's so much more stuff to kind of understand and, and really involved in the whole process. I don't even know where to start, Dan. Where do we start with this whole conversation? Uh, I guess you could start where we started, which was um, wanting to start a family. Um, and, uh, you know, our, our options were limited, basically. You know, we had um, we had been trying naturally for a long time mm. uh, and it wasn't working out. We tried um, we tried to go the medical approach and uh, you know did not have success there either you know but through all of that we can had kind of always talked about adoption mm. as an option. So once we um, we kind of wanted to answer the biological question first right. you know so yeah. we went through all that to make sure that you know, we answered that question while we were still young enough to answer mm -hmm. it and um, and then decided to pursue adoption after that. So that's kind of where we started. And we just started looking for information on it. Uh, Cleveland has a really great resource called the Adoption Network of Cleveland. So that's kind of where we started. We went there and just got as much information as we could and started reaching out to agencies. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. So does the network hook you up with the different agencies in the area? Yeah, they have a list of agencies, and then they also have, you know, resources for um, if you're interested in foster care or, you know, foster to adopt, which were both things that we thought we might be interested in. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't end up going that route uh, for various reasons, but then they have information related to all that stuff. Yeah. What was that thought process like about the, the foster? I got to imagine that's... So... 
that's a tough thing to go through. I don't know. Some people are really made to be a foster parent and just kind of, right. I think, uh, because we didn't already have a family, didn't have any children. Uh, it would have been a little bit more gut wrenching to kind of go that route because, uh, there's the goal, you know, rightfully so with fostering is reunification. So they want to get the children with their birth parents. Um, eventually, you know, however they can do that if it's possible. So you could end up fostering a child for several years. And then even if it's not necessarily best for the child, you know, for, um, a lot of reasons, the child could still go back to the birth parents, you know? So that, that seemed like it was just going to be a road to heartbreak for us, you know? So the only real permanent way to go about adoption is through an agency, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so we we chose an agency uh, in Medina called Building Blocks, um, and they were great to us, you mm-hmm. know. And so when you go through an agency, that's where um, typically the agency deals with matching a birth mother with an adoptive family. So, and that's the route we went. Yeah, and there's, I mean... I know just having talked to the few other people that I know that have gone through the adoption process, you can go through it and, and, you know, be matched up with somebody and then they have the kid and then you get it. And then like, there's like a, a long time after the fact where they could still, you know, come back where they end up or the, one of the parents wants the baby it, or some other situation. There's it just, yeah, there's, I mean, it, it kind of varies from state to state, but at least in Ohio, and I'm a little fuzzy on this because it's been a year since we died, yeah. but uh, I believe for the first, well, the, the birth parents can't sign anything um, for the first 72 hours of the child's life. Mm-hmm. So until that point, um, they can't really sign away their parental rights. Um, and then after they do that, um, basically there's a few other things that happen. There's a, uh, a court hearing about a month after that. There's a lot of like legalese mm-hmm. in this process that, you know, uh, is there to protect everyone involved, you know? So, uh, but basically there's a court hearing about a month after birth, um, where, uh, we weren't present for it and the birth mother wasn't present for it either, but, uh, her lawyer was. And, um, so at that point she signed away her rights to be yeah. a parent, you know? Did you guys, did you guys have any of those where, you know, you were, you were set up with one and then something happened and it fell through or was. We were very, very, very lucky. Yeah. Um, it almost never happens quite so quickly or smoothly as ours did. Yeah. Um, so we started our process in 2018 in about May, I would say, um, and there's a home study that happens uh, where a social worker comes and assesses your living situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the nitty gritty interviews, Suzanne and I separately and all that. And then you put together a home study packet that they kind of hold on to. And then they present all this information uh, eventually to the court. And then while that's happening, you also you build a profile that's kind of like a dating the packet profile. packet goes to the court? Yeah, the home study oh. all goes to the court, uh, not immediately, but once you're matched. And, yeah. You know, but they want to have all that prepared before um, there's a child, mm-hmm. you know, so that they know that you're, you know, going to be legal, legally eligible, yeah. you know, to adopt. So they take care of all that before they even try to match you just so there's no problems. Right. You know. Um. So that's the home study process. And then they also do, um, it's kind of a dating profile, but for prospective birth mothers, you know, where they, uh, you know, it's like photos and, you know, a few paragraphs about what we do and where we live and stuff like that, you know. Um, And then that goes to um, the agency and then they kind of present those to different birth mothers. And then to get matched... You or we, we would submit anytime there's, they call them situations with our particular agency. But when there's a new situation, which means there's, you know, 
a pregnant birth mother. Mm-hmm. Um, they call it situations. Yeah, that's Th- there's not really got to be a better word for that. There's not. We've <laughs> my goodness. The the language uh, is actually kind of an interesting piece of the whole thing. You know, the thing that I think kind of got to us after a little while was people would call the birth mother the mother as opposed to calling Suzanne the mother, right? you know, um, which is a very sensitive topic, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but just to, like, kind of clarify everything, it's just easier to say birth mother and then Suzanne is, you know, our son's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am his father, you know. Uh, so we say birth mother and birth father when referring to, you know, to them. Um, so that's one part of it. And then, yeah, like, referring to situation, that's kind of a weird word. Yeah. But you don't want to say, there's not really another word that works that isn't like yeah, it's, a it's series. A, I guess it's a, like a more neutral word. It's not like, like you don't want some kind of like super positive <laughs> or right. like a it's, negative word. It's just like, this is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, there's so much wrapped up in the experience emotionally for everybody, right. you know. And uh, I think people from an outside perspective tend to look at it as, you know, we did a really good thing by adopting, you know. Um, But it doesn't really feel unselfish to adopt, you know, because we did it because we wanted to start a family. Right. You know, but we had to really consider, you know, our birth parents' feelings about the situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they were, you know, obviously they were obviously going through something. We haven't really discussed it with them, yeah. you know, nor would I really presume that they would want to talk to me about it, but you know, they came to that decision and it was obviously a very difficult decision. Sure. Um, and so we were really just trying to be sensitive to, uh, to that when we were kind of going through that process. Right. So. I feel like so much of the whole topic there's so much sensitivity to it and there's so much stigma and there's so much you know all of these unspoken aspects right Mm -hmm. and everything makes different people in a situation feel differently you know you each respectively have families right you know um there's friends that you have there's then there's you two and and then you know what I mean? Like there's just so many unspoken aspects. Yeah. There's so, I feel like in a lot of ways, there's so many, you know, Oh, should I say, can I say that? Can I not say that? Like, For sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I'm sure that like, you know, it's new, like it's relatively new to the both of you. So it's like, but you're also feeling things. So people may not know what they are able to say and what they're not. And sure. And yeah. so, um, yeah, that's. Cha- I'm sure that that's challenging. Yeah, I I feel like uh, if right. I. Oh, sorry, we got beans here in the office with us here today. Come here, beans. Go 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 go. I feel like go, if go. Uh, go if if I thought someone would read a book about how to act towards adoptive parents, mm-hmm. then I might write one. But I don't think anyone would read that because you know. Well, I think that's it's like very specific. You know, it's just kind of like how to interact with uh, anyone in a sensitive subject. Yeah. You know? it, it should be a pretty short book as, you know, how do you treat person that, that has kids? Right. That should, that should be it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, that's an oversimplification in my opinion, because there's, again, there, it's all about how different people feel. I mean, some people will feel different. I mean, there are different adoptive parents that will feel differently about their own respective adoptions. Um, sure. I don't and, think anybody, yeah. I don't think anybody that's adopting doesn't, want to just, you know, be treated like a normal parent. I would agree with you. That yeah. but that's yeah. not that's not independent. What do you of of okay, so um <laughs> think of some, you know, think of a, a an insensitive, you know, a potentially insensitive question. Mm. Um and and asking whether or not that's it, you know, insensitive is something that you're either going to have to answer quietly in your own mind. Like if I asked you Right now, like, oh, are you are you thinking about, you know, what if what if you guys do end up having your own kid now? You know, like that's a that could potentially be in, you know, just casual conversation for somebody that's, you know, 
blissfully unaware of things. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and that that goes along. I think we talked about this a long time ago when, you know, before Melissa even had Mateo of those list of questions that people yeah. shouldn't be asking other people. Right. Anyways. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're not thinking it. That doesn't mean they're right. not they're not they don't want to ask, especially if they're close to you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, again, going back to your guys' personal families, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, there's probably a ton of questions. Like when you were talking about something, I was thinking about the movie Instant Family or whatever that. Um, it's like John Cena or something like that. That's Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Oh. Um, and, and Clevelander Isabella Merced. Yes. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, okay. Um, and it was just like going, I was just thinking like the families in that movie were like had their own opinions on the whole thing you know, uh, adoptive process and fostering and all these kinds yeah. of things. And that's, so, yeah, I mean, that I haven't seen that movie, but that, that's, that piece is very real. You know, um, our families are both very supportive, you know, but it's, uh, you know, when they make mistakes with just like the verbiage that they use or something, you know, it still stings a little, you know? Yeah. You what, know. um, what kind of mistakes? Like what? Well, just if someone says, you know, uh, our son's name is Elliot. So mm-hmm. if they say, oh, you know, does Elliot's mom have, you know, green eyes or something? Right. Um, that is like, well, no, Suzanne's eyes are blue. Yeah. His birth mom has, you know, greenish brown eyes. Or right. Hazel eyes, you know. Um, so we try to, like, gently correct a few times. And then when that doesn't work, maybe we'll pull them aside and yeah. know, correct yeah. them, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. So I, I guess that's... Uh, that's all part of the process, you know, yeah. is like dealing with how other people kind of see the situation. It sort of touched on how, you know, people think it's like um, noble or something to adopt. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that also feels like it's disconnected from. Like everybody that adopts is like Angelina Jolie or yeah, Brad Pitt. Right. Yeah. Just some saint or something. And right. I, I really don't feel that way. Um, about ourselves, but like it's uh, it it disconnects like the birth parents from the equation altogether. Yeah. You know, like like you're saving right yeah. some we're, like we're saving a child, right? You know? But that's we wanted a family. Every situation and, is different. You know, they yeah. Well, I, I just called it situation. I said situation. Yeah, I, yeah. I, we oh, were so talking about work. you guys the other day, and um, somebody said, "Oh, you know, you're having another boy." And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, what if Melissa wants a girl? And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> like, oh, you know, whatever. And then, um, like, Melissa and I were talking, and it's like, if we ever really wanted a girl, like, if we have two boys, if we ha- if we wanted a girl, I mean, it w- you know, adoption's an option, you know, for us. And it's like, I, that goes along right with what you're saying. It's, it's mm-hmm. completely... You know, it's not some sort of like noble thing. It's just I want I want to expand my family. So that's just, you know, an option for that. Right. You know, so and that would be it down down the road if if that was ever something that we wanted to do. Sure. But for now, no. What was I going to ask next? I've lost track of what we Well, I I just wanted to um, also say, like, just in regards to like how the misnomers that people have, like obviously nobody's saying it with like malintent. That's, you know what I mean? Something that at first was kind of hard to keep in the back of our head. Yeah. You know, because it was a very emotional time when, you know, we were, um, the lead up to when Elliot was born. Um, there's so, so, so much uncertainty, Uh um, just by nature of the process of, you know, they have until, you know, three days after he's born to change their mind, you know? Right. And that is always at, not even the back of your mind, the front of your mind, yeah. you know, that this could fall through, you know, uh, at any point. And then you have to start the process all over again right. so and then emotionally invest yourself. and That's right. You yeah. know, and then build a new relationship with a new birth mother and all right. that. So, um, yeah, that was... That was a very stressful time. And then to like, you know, be experiencing those emotions and then someone refers to, um, you know, like a hot button or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like we discussed with the verbiage really, um, that could really set off some emotions, you know? Yeah. And, you know, for Suzanne and I, we don't really, 
outwardly express that towards people. We try to stay pretty reserved and calm. Mm -hmm. Um, but then we would have a lot of conversations about how it makes us feel, you know, on our own. Were you, were you ever given any, like, I mean, maybe they wouldn't do this because it would, it would be like, I've had plenty of situations where Melissa has been like, yeah, the doctor shouldn't have told me that. I'm really scared now. <laughs> but like, is there any statistic that they ever gave you like through the agency or wherever that was like, yeah, this is the percentage of birth mothers that changed their mind? Um, there were some statistics. Uh, I don't remember what they were. Cause that probably plays into like how like scary that, that time period is. Yeah, for sure. I, I want to say it's something like one in five changes their mind. Wow. You know, which is a pretty high percentage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think even if it, if it wasn't a high percentage, you probably, well, I guess it depends what kind of person you are, but I know oh, if I, it was one in 20, that's still yeah, terrifying. Right. Yeah. Um, the percentage, like no matter what it is, you know, like anything else, if you have a disease or something, and you have so much chance to live. But I, you know, you right. just always assume the worst right. and try to prepare for the worst. Yeah. So, you know, the reality of that is that you can't prepare for something like that. Mm-hmm. But you just do your best. And, yeah. You know. I didn't realize. Um, I guess I kind. I mean, just because like movies and t- TV and and stuff like that. Like when Mateo was born, I was like, "This is not like Grey's Anatomy at all." Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You're kind of like, no, this is, but like, I didn't realize until you're, you're talking about it now, like the relationship between, a, um, like the, you said like building the relationship with a birth mother, like that, right. that really, I didn't even know that that was like really even a thing. So that's again, situational, um, you know, with, uh, with the birth mother, if, um, or in our case, birth parents, cause they're together. Mm-hmm. Um, if they decide that they want to have an open adoption and be involved in the child's life, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of ultimately up to the adoptive parents, um, how much openness there is. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of research that shows um, that it's better for the child, you know, in the long run. And we, you know, just kind of in- intuitively agree that. Um, you know, if you can imagine being 10, 10 years old, you know, and maybe just finding out, you know, that you were adopted. Right. And then all of the questions that come along with that. Yeah. Or even if you were 18, you know, like, yeah. right. you know, if you imagine 30 years ago when that sort of thing happened all the time, that would be extremely difficult, you know, for anybody. Uh, the more the manage. mind matures, the harder that right process that that would process yeah, it's like, like all of a sudden your whole yeah truth is completely different yeah. right so is that the, is that decision to to do that the that you work on with the birth parents is that is that decided beforehand because i can't imagine you know once you have you know elliot that right like you how much can you change after that because that's not what you agreed to initially Right. Is it's that a, something that has to get worked out beforehand? It well, we we worked out beforehand. Involved, maybe. Yeah, um, we worked out beforehand that you know they were going to be involved and that we wanted them involved yeah. in his life, um, and that was agreeable to everybody. That honestly was something that came up when we first met them before we were matched and before, um, you know, we agreed to move forward with the adoption. We talked about. It's called open adoption, you know, is the terminology. Uh, and we discussed that right off the bat and they were, they were into that and we were into that. So, um, but is that a relatively progressive concept? I mean, is that, that hasn't always been that way or has that always been? It's, I don't think it's always been. No. Um, you know, I think the TV movie version of adoption that's in everybody's head is how it used to be for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, separated at birth, that kind of thing. But nowadays, just because of research and everything else, that is the trend. You know, yeah. I read um, recently that um, I think like adoption laws or adoption record laws recently changed. They did, yeah. And so it opened up a plethora of knowledge for people that had been adopted and. Right. Um, because of that research. Yeah. And how that was meaningful information. That's right. Um, so that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And for us, you know, adoption isn't Elliot's whole story, you right. know, 
It's not like we, it doesn't come up every day. Let's put it that way. Right. Yeah. You know, um, he's just our kid. I think now that he's, uh, now that he's a little older, he's a year old. It comes up less and less, like just in our day to day, people say that he looks like us and stuff and we just don't correct them because you don't really need to tell, <laughs> yeah. you know, Everybody someone in the, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, whoever at Giant Eagle doesn't need to know that he's adopted, you know, so it, it doesn't come up and it doesn't need to come up um, all the time. Um, but you know, uh, for his personal life, it is part of his story. And so when he starts to kind of be able to grasp that thing, he's going to know that he was adopted and that, you know, he was born from someone else's womb, you know, Mm. which is strange way to put it, I guess. But (laughs) is there, um, like I have somebody in my family, um, that that's close to our immediate family um, that was uh, adopted and this person's older and um, you know, they don't talk about it at all. And I feel like there's just that idea of, you know, stigma related to mm-hmm. adoption, right? Everybody deals right. with that differently. Yeah. Um, but I think as you know, a, an older generation deals with that differently than what we do. Right. Right. And so um, were there any, you know, kind of, stigmas that you guys had to deal with from, you know, family or friends or anything like that in in the process? I think it mostly, I mean, our families were pretty great, you know, for the most part, our friends were great too. Um, actually I can't think of any bad experiences we really had just other than, um, maybe some slight insensitivity or like, you know, jokes that were kind of inappropriate. Um, you know, someone, uh, on Facebook joked, uh, we had a benefit, we had this benefit, um, to help raise money because it is a significant cost, uh, to adopt. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so we had a benefit and like someone joked, you know, uh, help them, you know, raise money to buy a kid or something like that, which seems like, oh, haha, Yeah. He's just, they're buying a kid or whatever, but it's, yeah. it was like it. <clears throat> It dug, it stung, you know, it was, yeah. it, uh, cause it's not really, you know, the money in the process largely goes to like court fees and lawyers and stuff like yeah, that, right. which is all whatever. But, um, and some of it is to support the agency, which I do believe is trying to do good work, you know? So, you know, that, that is what it is. But anyways, yeah, to answer your question, there, there was definitely some, um, some sensitivity with there's a uh there's a section on um adoption.com like when i was just thinking through mm-hmm. um topics for today and there was like eight stigmas surrounding adoption and why they're not true and i think mm-hmm. that it was like i was reading through the list and i'm like oh you know that makes sense and yeah that makes sense and yeah i mean um just kind of things you unless you're exposed i mean i have friends that are adopted and i have family that's adopted so it's mm-hmm. like i never but i don't really i never really thought maybe it's because of that that i never had any sort of like stigma stigma attached to it or something right. i don't know like I, it, a lot of the things here i was like i never thought about that yeah you know um and i never i've never like hadn't you know a joke or anything because it's always just been a part of sure life yeah. you know right and i think the earlier that that is kind of instilled in you the less likely it is to be stigmatic you know mm-hmm. Which is one of the reasons, you know, an open adoption and us kind of letting Elliot know as early as we can mm-hmm. how we came into our family, you know, right. is uh, beneficial to him and us. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So he's, I mean, he's never, he's never going to know anything differently than, you know, his real story. Right. That's right. That's the idea. Just it's really just, cool. don't lie to your kid. Yeah. Side note: I'm, We're not doing the whole Santa thing. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we have had that discussion. I don't think we are either. We might do some sort of middle ground where it's like Elf on a Shelf or something like that. No, like Santa is, you know, a story we tell. About, yeah, that's kind of where. But we're he's at. not a real guy or whatever. Yeah, you know, Santa didn't bring you. I read something. On, this is totally off topic. Sorry, guys. That's fine. But like, um, it was like re- it hit me hard. Um, this whole thing, I, you guys probably saw it on Facebook too, but like, like we shouldn't tell our kids that Santa brought, you know, you an iPad because the other kids at school that can't, didn't have parents that could afford an iPad. Oh yeah. 
Um, you know, you can't have that kid going to school and being like, yeah, Santa brought me an iPad. And then the other kid's like, well, Santa hates me, you know? Right. So I thought that was like pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah, that is accurate. That's why we aren't going to do the Santa thing. Don't lie to your kids. <laughs> that, yeah. that was yeah, what you absolutely. said. So that's what we think Yeah, for sure. Do you lie to your kids, Eric? I, I mean, I kind of want to. You want to lie to your kids? I mean, about Santa. Why? I don't know. Does does Bo know that Moana's not real? Why? How would he know that? I don't know. You should instill that quickly. Teach him about cartoons? Yes. This isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> Jedis don't exist. Interesting take. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, it's kind of with kids, you don't like Eric just said, like your reality is your reality. You don't know to be afraid of the burner on the stove until you touch it or, you know, right. Like you get burned. Like, yeah, that's how you learn. Yeah. Experience is your truth. And so if you don't know any different, then that's just your reality. Yeah. Um, Melissa always tells the story about how she always thought just everybody was Jewish. You know, oh, she grew up yeah. Jewish and she just thought everybody was Jewish. So like yeah. when she realized like there was other people that weren't Jewish, it really hit her heart. Right. And so, um, that was like, a you know, her reality changed at yeah. that point. Um, but it's, I think that if I ever was adopting, I would want to be more in the, in the realm of open adoption. Yeah. Because that's reality. It is reality. Um, with all of its faults, you know? Yeah. So there's, there's definitely, um, obviously the benefits are, you know, that, um, the child will know, you know, where they came from genetically, Mm -hmm. biologically speaking. Um, um, and they might be able to understand a little bit more about themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then eventually, you know, He'll be able to ask them. I we wouldn't presume to ask this of um, Elliot's birth parents, but um, eventually he'll be able to ask. You know, like why they made the decision that they made, mm. um, which is a question he's one hundred percent going to have at some point. Yeah, you know. So we, uh, you know, we haven't asked it because it's his story, you know, and it's their story, and we are like, we yes, we're involved, but it's not. That isn't important to us right, right now. You yeah. know, it will be when it's important to him. Right. Because their, you know, their story wasn't a factor in your decision to adopt. Right. That's right. Yeah. It's interesting. So just one of the things that was on the list was talking about the expense. Um, and we yes. just hit on on that. But um, I think it there's different avenues, as you were talking about when you first started. Right. And so, you know, if you're adopting from different avenues... And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's agency, there's foster system, so on and so forth. Costs can be different associated with all of those. Yeah. And then state to state, international adoptions, you know, um, all of those have different price points, I guess you could say. We went. Well, there's more involvement in, in, from one avenue to the, to the next. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, when the most involved would definitely be international adoption where, you know, we didn't go this route because we're not rich, but you, you know, international law comes in (laughs) to play and like the, the current political relationship between the two countries involved comes Mm -hmm. into play. So all of that just seems like, you know, it was never even really on the table for us, Mm -hmm. international adoption, you know, and then uh, kind of a step down from that would be, interstate adoptions and that's where when you have two states involved and there's two sets of state laws and they all treat things differently um ohio is like seems to be pretty fair to both parties um and then there's other states uh california and florida are the two that i know of um that are a little bit more towards kind of protecting the birth parents at all costs. So like they don't cap, um, expenses for, uh, that can be paid to the birth mother, uh, from the adoptive family, which means, um, unfortunately that sometimes people get taken advantage of, which I don't think it happens. I don't know the percentage rates or mm-hmm. anything, but it has happened to people that we know, um, that are going through the process. So it does happen. Yeah. You know, it's not just like a, you know, 
a story that you hear or like a after school special, like it actually happens to real people and they get basically scammed out of a lot of money. Yeah. So Ohio caps their caps expenses that can be paid to birth parents. So to trying to, to basically to try to avoid that situation mm. specifically. Um, and it makes it a little bit less transactional. Right. That joke that I mentioned earlier about, you know, buying a kid um, implies that we're just giving a bunch of money to a birth mother right. so that she gives us her kid, which yeah. is really not at all how it works, but it does kind of seem that way in some of those states, you know, and that's from an outside perspective and that's just my view and I don't actually know. Do you, you know, think that there's, um, you just, I don't know what you just said there that made me think about this, but do you think that there are differences in the way that other people treat <clears throat> surrogacy versus adoption? Is that the right way to phrase that question? I, I think so. Is that a good question? I was I was actually thinking along the same lines because I I know a friend of mine that was looking into surrogacy and I was just wondering what what the similarities were between like an adoption process because it's not you know in most cases it's it's not going to be the birth mother's like any part of that person right uh, I think there's still from what I from my uh, my limited knowledge yeah is that a lot of the same laws apply interesting yeah I'm out of my depth here yeah. Because there can't, I, I can't imagine there's like, like the the same thing doesn't apply with like an open adoption or anything. Because it's, I mean, in most cases, if you're a surrogate, you're having that egg and, you know, the, the fertilized egg put inside you. It's not your egg. Right? Yeah. And there's usually a contract that goes along right, with that exactly. is my understanding. Yeah. Right. But I still think that that, <clears throat> that that birth mother has rights. After the baby's born? I believe so. It'd be an interesting topic to look into, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. Huh. It's interesting just like because I my my thought and my question was about how people treat, you know, those two different situations. Yeah. And, how, this, you know, do you get, when you're going through the process or still even after, did you get people just asking you like blatantly how much the whole thing is costing? Not really. And no. maybe it's just the nature of That's who, good. We, well, who you surround on, yourself who with. Who we surround ourselves yeah. with. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, our parents all knew and yeah. all that. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, I mean, people were pretty respectful. Yeah. You know, and I think. And I think you guys, I mean, you guys were pretty open with, you know, your your process leading up to mm-hmm. the landing on adoption. Yeah, and, we did a lot of social media and yeah. all that just to kind of keep people informed, you mm-hmm. know. It's we have a lot of acquaintances and people who know us and it was just easier to do that on a broad scale rather than like try to tell everybody individually, like this is the thing and then go through the whole, you know, obviously it's a deep topic. We've been talking about it for an hour already. Probably, you know, we have 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We never have this much to talk about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You could probably do another 10 episodes about adoption. It wouldn't even touch everything. Yeah. But, so many different things I don't even think about. What do you got, bud? Oh, um, there was just one other thing on on the list. I mean, I just keep going back to the list of things. That's fine. Yeah. It's good topics um, to talk about. But, like, um, there was another one um, here where, like, um, what had made me think of this was that you talked about other people that you got to know in your journey. Right. Right? And... um, and so, like, the, one of the stigmas is, like, it says number eight, rich, white, straight, married couples adopt. Like, you know, and that's clearly not the reality. Right. Um, but, like, it made me think about how, like, you and probably encountered a slew of different kinds of people um, in completely different situations, both, you know, economically in terms of how much support their families gave them. Right. You know, any of these various things. Um, and obviously... Uh, the two of you, it seems like you have a really great support system and mm-hmm. friends and family and stuff like that. Um, so maybe you want to talk a little bit about, you know, the different people that you kind of encountered along the way. Yeah. Um, because our experience was so quick. Um, so like we, we started the process in April, did a ho- did our home study and then we were uh, finalized our home study in, I believe September and then, in October, is that right? Maybe it was November. We got matched mm-hmm. with uh, oh, wow. our birth mother, 
and then January, <clears throat> Elliot was born. Wow. So it was less than a year from when we started, which is atypical to how that usually yeah, yeah, goes. Yeah. Um, it's usually, you know, you submit for, you know, several situations and, um, you know, eventually you get matched to one. But we just really hit it off with our birth parents. You know, we had a lot in common with them. and um, So it was a good match right off the bat. And, you know, the timing was... So because of that, we didn't end up meeting a lot... Um, a lot of people uh, in our specific process. Uh, but just, you know, when you start talking about adoption in any kind of public forum, um, you really are surprised by how many people whose lives have been touched by adoption in one way or, or another. Mm -hmm. um, friends that I've known for years, you know, I didn't know were adopted. And that was, uh, which kind of goes to how adoption isn't really the whole Story. story yeah you know right. like it's not it is a part of who you are you know but it's not who you are mm -hmm. um and so i think we kind of keep that at the forefront um in like any decision we make you know uh, with elliot so i got a little off topic there no you're that's that, I, I i didn't know it was that quick that's yeah yeah you um, hear about a lot of people i mean again maybe that's just tv and movies right but it's like a waiting list and you know, you know three years or it's been seven years or right. not not that long but yeah. like and there's, you know it's I, been and there's people that i know uh, i think you know too but that have been through the process for like two years and have gotten matched and right. actually had a kid in their house for a you know a period of time and then had it come back where you know somebody wasn't okay with what was happening and yeah oh um so that's yeah i mean the uh the birth father still has rights, mm -hmm. um, whether or not they're in the picture and, you know, um, ours was in the picture. Yeah. So, uh, it wasn't an issue for us, uh, but it can be, you know, if they're not, I'd um, say probably, I mean, just projecting, I guess you would say most of the time the birth father probably isn't involved. That's right. Like there's probably yeah. a higher percentage of for sure. That is a higher percentage yeah. and, you know, another way that our situation was so unique. Yeah. You know? Um, but they're all kind of really unique. Um, and there's no real roadmap, which is kind of what makes it a scary process, yeah. you know, um, specifically the openness, um, part of it. Uh, there's no, uh, <laughs> there's kind of no right or wrong answers, you know, it's just, it's another relationship, you right. know, it's, uh, you kind of have to, gauge what's best for your child and also what's what's healthy for the birth parents you know if they want to be involved in some way but it's somehow going to hurt your child then as a parent you know you don't want that yeah you know uh but then on the other hand like it's it's a very complicated situation yeah. and it can get really really muddy you know very quickly um you know and we know some people that are going through you know kind of a hairy birth parent situation. No fun. You know, yeah. ours is, we've been extremely lucky. I know I keep saying that, but it's true. Like our birth parents are great people and like, they're going to be in Elliot's life, you know, kind of like, kind of like an aunt and, or, aunt and an uncle or something like that. Right. It, that's not really the right way to put it, but I kind of, I explained that that way to my mom because her generation is a little bit less comfortable with the whole mm -hmm. openness thing. Um, and that seemed to make the most sense to her, you know? Sure. Yeah, that's interesting. Never really thought I mean, about it like that. As long as she's, as long just, as she's happy with, you know, you guys and, and, and Elliot and I mean, right. Then yeah. That's, that's all that really matters. Yeah, for sure. So can I'm we, sorry, can, we just, can we hop I'm on like maybe like, We'll wrap this up maybe and then like just talk dad talk for 15 minutes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah that, that was that was the plan. I think uh, that'd yeah. be kind of cool. Yeah, we can do that. So so you have Elliot. Yes. And Elliot's super cute. He sure is. Um, yeah, he's sick right now. Yeah. So we Which somehow gonna... makes them cuter. A little bit. Yeah. So, well, at least at this age. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they <clears throat> like snuggle up in a diaper on the couch with you and just watch a movie. Yeah, I don't know if you're that type of parent. But that's uh, what happened for I was the watching night. The Lion King before I came here. Nice. Yeah. The, the cartoon or the new one? Cartoon. Okay. Yeah. I don't I mean, I haven't seen the 
It's, it's on Disney movie. Plus now. It's just over I the weekend. I saw that it is, yeah. uh, but I have, I'm a little afraid. Can it's we, good. Can we all just say how good. disappointing Disney Plus actually is? Because we thought that it was everything, and it's not. I disagree. Yeah, really? I'm, I'm. I'm like. Uh, I scrolled through some of the old stuff, and I was like, "Oh, this is on here," and then like I forgot that. Oh, Disney owns the Sound of Music, which is like one of the songs we always sang to Elliot to calm him down. Was okay, uh, Do Me. Why is it disappointing for just, you? Because. I mean, we watch Frozen like every freaking day. So watch something else, man. I, yeah. I, I Moana's on the other parts of the day. <laughs> There's a lot of TV on my in my house. My kid's now addicted. He'll grab the remote and he'll sit in front of the TV and try to turn the TV on. Yeah, I gotta curb that behavior somehow. How many how many minutes a day do you do you sit in front of the TV? With you said the kid? minutes. <laughs> uh, well, we try to avoid. We have tr- successfully so far tried to avoid. TV, except for when he's just like out of sorts, you know, when he's like trying to walk around and just is like stumbling, you know, and unhappy. And then was like, okay, well, let's maybe just sit on the couch and watch some TV today. Yeah. You know, we can just chill out. Yeah. And then that seems to work. But for the most part, we just try to keep him entertained. Away from the TV. Yeah. yeah. And thankfully, like, uh, we have, we have a projector that kind of drops down from the ceiling when, um, or the screen drops down from the ceiling, which is fun for him because he knows how to turn it on. Yeah. He'll find the remote and like watch the screen come down. Uh, but it's not like sitting there in the room all the time for him to be like, why isn't this on? You know, yeah. it's yeah. that big black thing or whatever. <laughs> Sorry. That was funny. Um, yeah. And we're probably the opposite in that we have a TV in like every room and it's yeah. terrible. Um, but man, the kids are so crazy. How much TV do you watch every day? Or I mean, in, we, in we try and like we'll tell. Um, I don't know if we've have we recorded since um, oh, the au pair arrived. Yeah. We have? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. We didn't record last week, and that's, last week was our first week. Oh, okay. Anyways, we, we tell her during the day to, you know, max it out at an hour. Yeah. Um, if she needs it. I think she's been doing pretty good on that. I'm not 100% sure, but, and then, um, like, I come home, and, and we have this big open space now where the kitchen is right there, and I just want to put on, like, the news. I started watching the news again for the first time in, like, 15 years. Hmm. I just like oh, having it on. that reminds me. I wonder what happened at the Iowa caucuses. Oh, it's not Nothing. 5 o'clock yet. Okay. So that's on, and then when he's getting ready to go to bed, like, we'll put the baby to bed, and then that's his cue to say, uh, I want to watch... Um, now it's PJ Masks in Mommy's bed, so he'll go up to our bed and watch um, PJ Masks, or as he calls it, Cat Boy. Hmm. Um, but that was a new one. He was into Muppet Babies and uh, what's the other one? Oh, Lion Guard. I'm only Puppy Dog Pals. Muppet Babies is great. Yeah? Yeah. There's a new one, right? There's the new one, yeah. Yeah, I, I just saw it. like a clip of it, and it was like... Is there a new Muppet Babies? It's I fantastic. Know about it. It's really good. I'm going to store that in my uh, backlog of kids shows that I'm going to be able to tolerate when Elliot gets to the right age. It's good. And the new um, <clears throat> new DuckTales is really good, too. Oh. But that's for even older. Like, yeah. Muppet Babies is very, like, use your imagination and we'll do this and this. Yeah, um, the, the, I've seen the new DuckTales. DuckTales is funny. Like, they got some legit, like, comedians on there. Um, You know the guy, like, uh, Ben Schwartz. Yeah, Ben Schwartz. That's and right. uh, Beck Bennett, Horatio Sands. I love all those guys. Yeah. Um, who's the third one? Oh, uh, Danny Pudi. I don't know. Community. Him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I do know him. Um, and Dave Tennant is Scrooge. Hmm. David Tennant. Doctor Who, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then they have like Paul F. Tompkins on all the time. Yeah. It's pretty great. PFT. Yeah. It's I mean, great. I'll just watch. I'll put that on because I want to watch it. Yeah. And then Bowl start watching them anyway sorry that's my plan is to like put on shows that i secretly yeah. want to watch right. that are kids shows but i can't get my Ellie kid to, to gets into watch it. anything that like is abstract like that like ducktales yes inside out no hmm. muppet babies no inside out is is way too extra abstract they can't um there's nothing like specific that they know that they can latch on to that then they can refer to later again like with Lion King, it's, you know, I want to watch Lions or I want to watch Pumbaa or Tomorrow exactly. something like that. Like with Pig, Fox. In, inside yeah. Out, it's yeah, it's just a bunch of shapes and stuff. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing, I don't know. I just, we watched it once and he was like, whatever. Right. <laughs> so. Elliot was having, he was into the Lion King. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that was the first one I showed Bo, and he was obsessed with it for a good. It's a while. good first one. I mean, I've. What else did I try to watch with him? I think I put on like Adventure Time or something like that, uh, because he's you know, he's just over one. Doesn't really like care yeah. about the plot. He just oh, there's pretty colors on the screen, you know. Yeah, and Adventure Time has those little jokes for us. Yeah, exactly. Um, I had that on the other day, just by accident, I think. And June yelled at me. She's like, "Turn it off. This is too dark." She thought it was Rick and Morty. Oh. <laughs> it's similar and i've tried that before too to watch that but they do you know they do some violent stuff on there so i had to stop yeah this shirt actually is from rick and morty (laughs) do either you could sing along and like try to bo can recite the entire shiny song oh nice and he dances to it with that's without it being on oh that's funny (laughs) he'll dance around the room and he'll grab his little moana action figure and hold it in his claws he'll make a claw like this and he'll dance around and he knows the entire shiny song and the dialogue that goes along with it. That's, That's impressive. my least favorite song in that in that movie. It's probably terrible that he can do that. It used to be The Rock. Now I actually like The Rock now. What you don't like the shiny? No, no. Oh really, my god, no. you're a crazy man. It's it's like a David Bowie song in a Disney movie. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, Moana. Moana is fantastic. Or Frozen. Don't don't watch Frozen. Frozen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Songs Don't have are, to tell me twice. Yeah, we've we've talked about this a bunch. Songs are good. Movie is hot garbage. Hot mm. garbage. Just In the a, toilet. Just a disaster. Okay. Haven't seen two yet. We'll avoid. It's so bad. He thought I was crazy for wanting to watch, um, to go to the movies and actually see, like, in a theater, Spies in Disguise. I was like, you don't even know what that is. Do I you? don't know what that is, no. I'm out of touch. That's all right. The, even the new, is it a new Pixar movie? looks... Terrible. Is it Pixar or is it just a Disney? I think it's Pixar. That's um with like the magical and Tom Holland and Yeah. I thought that looks great. What is what is I it? I think called? it looks terrible. Yeah. Do you know oh, I think called? it looks Chris great. Pratt. It's like um is that who it is, really? Yeah. Oh the other big guy. Oh yeah, that that might change things. So this he like loses his father or something like that, and he's gotta go find his father and da da da. They're all like magical creatures. They're all magical it's basically creatures. like oh. like bright from the Netflix movie. Oh, I never saw it. But in cartoon form. Mm, interesting. It's like they live in a world with like magical stuff. You, you never saw the Will Smith? No. Like he's a cop and then his um, his partner's like a an orc or something. And then there's like trolls and stuff. Mm. It's awful. Interesting. What movie yeah, I missed movie? that one. He talks over my head sometimes with, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't know what Moana was just a year ago and... I hated yeah. all the songs yeah. that would pop up, and now Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you can't onward. Avoid it. It's called Onward. Onward. Okay. It it looks terrible. Well, let me tell you this. Okay. Um, just one more dad talk thing. I um I went. I had to go to CVS because my Tylenol was um expired. Always check the expiration dates. Oh yeah. Um, I do that. My Tylenol was expired and we what had the- this like cough medicine that wasn't really cough medicine because you can't give a cough medicine to like a one year old, right? Right. So we had like some elderberry, you know, cough syrup kind of thing. Uh-huh. And um that went bad too. Oh, and I was no. like, oh crap, I gotta go to CVS. So I went to CVS and I found a new product that I, I rather like. I don't know if you either of you have used this. It's a saline uh spray instead of a dr- instead of the like the tube that you have to like squeeze in and it's a liquid. This is a spray. And, like, you get it in there and you spray it a couple times. It's just a little white one and you go like this. No. No? This is a spray. It looks almost like aerosol. Like, like aerosol? Oh, I, okay. I used one of those on myself this morning. Did you? Oh, wow. Yeah. This is great. That, like, cleared it up in, like, two seconds. Really? Yeah. And and he didn't hate it as much either. Because that other one, I feel like when you get, like, the liquid in there, mm-hmm. it, like, you know, fishes all up in there and stuff. But this was to? fantastic. Isn't so and then I got some and then I got some boogie wipes and then I got uh, a vaporizer that plugs into the wall and some new Tylenol and then this stuff I posted on our Instagram. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, that. Wow. Are we getting sponsored, man? No, but they did. Li- uh, I don't know if it's Maddie's or Maddie's Organic. They liked our post. So okay. nice. Yeah, that's my all-star lineup of medicine today. What does he have? Just a cold. No, he has a cough that's like it sounds like the worst mucus I've ever. Like is it it's down all here? no. The, he, we took him to the pediatrician yesterday. He doesn't have anything here. It must all be. Well, in that's here. better because then he doesn't have you know. But you, babies can't cough it up. That's yeah, the problem. 
So you got to break it up with humidity and stuff. Right. So how's Elliot doing? Uh, he threw up all over Suzanne. Oh, nice. Text that. Was this That's like flu related or? Um, well, you don't know yet. We don't know yet. Fever. He's, he's had a low grade fever, okay. like a hundred. Okay. Uh, for about two days now. Okay. So you're doing Tylenol and stuff like that. Yeah, as needed. Um. And uh, his appetite just today kind of started to taper off, and then he just threw up. So, mm. not sure, not sure yet. We already called the pediatrician, and they just said to monitor fever and stuff like that. So yeah. we'll see. Man, my pediatrician was like, "Yeah, bring him in," and I'm like, "This is going to be a waste of twenty five dollars." Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, they were like, "Yeah, don't bring him in unless the fever is one hundred and four." I was like, "One hundred and four seems." High. That seems really high. Though. Yeah, I would go in at like 100, 100 or one hundred and one, hundred and two. That's where that's I'm, more where we're yeah. at. Yeah, but you know that's only going to happen like three in the morning when the pediatrician's not <laughs> not yeah, exactly. open, and then you're like, and you're like "Well, I guess I, I can guess go I gotta to go to the ER, ER now." <laughs> cool. Like what we did what two grand two, for three weeks ago. Yeah. Yep, great. So, so we we just hit an hour. We don't hit an hour very often we don't hit a, an hour very often but i feel like this was a great time i want to say that i appreciate you just being open to oh sure coming yeah. in and talking about it and um yeah i mean your family is uh easy to talk about right but yeah but yeah it's the you know kind of getting on a, a podcast and yeah talking through everything being open about everything yeah no problem i'm glad to have the opportunity i think um there is a lot of information out there for people who are looking to adopt or thinking about going that route um i'm gonna i'm gonna link some of the stuff is that the adoption network is that a ohio thing or is that a nationwide it's thing? a cleveland thing cleveland adoption network of cleveland okay uh, and I don't know their information off at the top of my That's head. That's right. I'm going to, I'll, I'll link some stuff in our Googleable. the show notes. Cool. Um, so that's, that's where we started, uh, our process for around here. Um, I think there's probably something like that in a lot of different cities. Yeah. Uh, but I do remember them saying that it was a pretty unique, um, resource for Cleveland. That's nice that we have that. Yeah. What do you got? Do you have a book? Um, I do have a book. Uh, I actually took a picture of Mateo reading it the other day because, um, so we're starting to switch that we're keeping the nursery, a nursery and Mateo is moving into our guest room, which is now his room. Mm. Um, and I took Eric's advice. I went to Ikea Mm -hmm. and I spent less for all of the baby's new furniture than I did on just, where'd you go? Ikea. Okay. You said it, said it real weird the first time. Yeah. Okay. Um, and basically, I spent less on all of the furniture for the new baby's room than I did on just Mateo's crib. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate your advice. Of course. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and we have, um, I just finished painting all the holes in the wall and puttying them up uh, and painted it today. And so we're going to move his crib in tonight. And um, then he'll sleep in his new room for the first time. So it's exciting. Tonight. Wow. Um, but he was. Is he, he's going to be in a crib though, right? You're. You just got a second crib? I got a second crib. He's going to be in his the same bed that he's been in. Yeah. Because that was a convertible. So your <clears throat> oh, advice okay. was just right. go out and get a crib. Yeah, if it's convertible. Because then by the time um, the new baby is ready to go into a convertible, then Mateo will just be in a regular bed. Right. Mm. So that was sage advice. Yeah. Because then I could just get rid of the crib. I'm always thinking ahead. You really are. Yeah. yeah. That's why... Like we're, I'm waiting for my Coles cash to kick in here this week to get a, a new convertible crib for, yeah. um, for Quinn. And then the new baby will just have the current bed or crib. Yes. Nice. Um, so I do have a book. Okay. Um, so we, we've had the, hold on one second. I just want to finish the rest of the story is that, um, I had the bed from the guest room just sitting in the middle of the room. And so he'll just go over there and um, he just opens the book and he starts reading it. It's just, <laughs> and he's got his like legs down on the floor and he's just up on the, the book, the bed is on the, uh, the book is on the bed and stuff. Is and that brown bear? Brown bear, brown bear. Yes. So you can hit the, the book music. That was Bo's favorite book when he could start talking. You didn't say books. I did books. 
<laughs> so this is the this is the real nut kicker here. This is the lift the tab brown bear brown, brown bear. What do you see? Fiftieth anniversary edition. I don't know who got us this. Um, I'm guessing it was somebody from his first birthday. Um, we don't we don't really do like toys and stuff. A whole lot of toys. We do some toys, um, and we don't do cards. We're really into books. We were hoping to do that exact thing, uh, but some family members of ours. <laughs> really thought it was important for us to have a lot of plastic, noisy toys. Yeah. So now we do. Oh, okay. Well, this this book came from his first birthday, so I'm really appreciative. Um, this brown bear, brown bear is one where like you read, it's like the whole regular story. But Mateo's favorite thing now, and it always really has been, is to pull on things and hit buttons and turn things on and turn things off. So he loves pulling the tabs back on this one. Oh yeah. Um, which is kind of nice. Anything with like a peekaboo or a Yep. Or a tab in the book. He, uh, I'm sure that all get destroyed, but yeah, Elliot's uh, the same uh, with that sort of thing. And uh, we recently had to say goodbye to our uh, Wheels on the Bus book that someone gave to us because uh, he ripped, I think, the driver's yeah. arm off, <laughs> uh, and then another uh, passenger's face got ripped off. So I apologize to those two people. There you go. Um, this this is nine dollars and twenty one cents on a free. Uh, if you have Prime, it's free one day. Um, or you could, go, you could be like, Eric, go to Half Price Books. Um, I don't go to Half Price Books. Oh, okay. Um, I go to Ollie's. Oh, that's right. Um, and then I have a question for you guys because um, I have a couple dads in the room now. So Mateo does love hitting buttons and like he'll go to his noisemaker and turn it off and turn it on. He'll go to the humidifier and twist the knob this way and then he'll use his other hand to twist the knob this way to turn it on and off and on and off. Is there anything that either of you have that's just like a big like poster size board of just buttons and shit to just like hit? I've uh, definitely seen stuff like that or on like if you go on Pinterest, there'll be like homemade ones yeah. of like just all different like things that you put on like a board. Oh. For them to play with or open or turn. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely stuff that you can buy that's like that. And yeah. I've seen, like, those huge blocks that have, like, a different thing on each side. It'll okay. And on, like, a little table. Um, a yeah. side note here. Uh, we have um, in our attic, we have a finished attic, but it's not attached to our HVAC. So there's this little wall panel heater up there Yeah. Uh, that was there when we moved in. Um, so there's no manual for it. And uh, for about... Uh, a month and a half, I couldn't convert it back to Fahrenheit from Celsius because Elliot goes up there and will just push all the buttons on the panel until it, it just beeps and beeps and beeps. And uh, well, he's pushing the buttons and he somehow got it in Celsius. And I can't figure out how to get Couldn't back. figure it out. I finally did. I just like started pushing <laughs> buttons like or maybe he got it back to Fahrenheit. I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, so we need to get him some kind of button box much like my kid saying. learned how to run the the the, um, the washer <coughs> wow yeah because it's all touch button like yeah. it's not like it's all electronic so yeah. now he just hits the button here hits the button there and hits the button there and there's nothing in it yeah so kids are funny that is funny cool okay well, well we have yeah so it's just so you want to why don't we how do people find you? Is that a oh thing? yeah, that was that was going to be my next thing. But yeah, and also we had a we had a new five star review, so I was going to read oh, that yeah, on the please. next. Read I'll, that do that, I'll do that on the next one, um, just to save some time here. Um, Dan, where can people find you if uh, they want to see your photography? Or sure, your, yeah. Your stuff. Uh, the website for our photography is www.suzuranphotography.com. I've never asked you like how you pronounce that. Suzuran, Suzuran. is a Japanese word. Um, that means Lily of the Valley. Uh, and my wife, Suzanne, who started the business, um, the name Suzanne also means mm-hmm. Lily of the Valley. Uh, and she lived in Japan for two and a half years. So mm. that's where the name comes from. I'm so um, Cleveland because I've always been like Suzerain. Yeah. Everyone says Suzerain yeah. and everyone thinks it's a combination of Suzanne and Dan. <laughs> oh, I never thought then about where, that. Well, then uh, where did the R come from? Yeah. I, that's what I say to them. Where's the R from? Um, but... Have you thought about changing it to Susan Dan? No, uh, no. We we did think about changing the name, but <laughs> not to that specifically. But anyways, Suzuran is spelled S-U-Z-U-R-A-N, and hopefully you know how to spell photography. Where can they find you on Instagram? On Instagram, um, it's Suzeron Photography uh, is our username. 
And uh, my personal is SweetDan99, but you probably can't follow me because it's private because of adoption reasons. And that's a whole other thing that we didn't get into, but mm. you have to kind of like privatize all of your online accounts and stuff for various reasons. Huh. But Is that in perpetuity? No. I mean, now that everything's finalized, um, I can change that back, which I probably will at some at some point, but haven't done it yet. I have, I have so many more questions now. Um, On for another time. I'll do adoption 2.0. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe we can get another. Um, I was talking to you about the DJ. That That's right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we can get him in here, too. We can have a, a mega mega dad podcast. Yeah. Um, okay. Is that it? I'm, I'm the bearded DJ everywhere. Follow us on New Dad, Newer Dad. Leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on the show. Um, tag us in your Instagram stories and we'll repost them. We should probably say that at the top of the show. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right. What about you? Uh, that That's pretty much it from me. You can find me at New Dad, Newer Dad on Instagram. And uh, you know what they say. Be a dad. Be a real dad. Read a book to your kids. Bye. Bye.